Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Big up to my last guest, Shaw Calhoun. Play a flashback from him in a moment to get you excited about that past episode. Go back and check him out. Had a blast talking with him. But today's show, we have two guests, Dr. Toons and King Who from Nature Garden and their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker, is out right now. And it's more than an album. It's a multi-media experience. It's a comic book. It's an album. They tie in together. It's just an amazing piece of work. And I'm really excited to talk to these guys, play a couple tracks from that album, and find out what exactly was the influence behind putting such a project together. You just don't see anything like this anymore. And speaking of Jokers, (laughs) I saw the new Batman movie. And uh, I'm going to do my best not to spoil it, but I will definitely talk about it. Stay tuned towards the end of the episode for that. Really looking forward to talking about where I rank this Batman movie. Some of you might be surprised where I put it. And I'm excited that baseball is back. It's finally here. They finally got this stupid collective bargaining agreement. Owners and players are all shaking hands and getting this thing done so you can finally have baseball back. Spring is now it's officially coming because it's it's going to be baseball and I'm it's my favorite sport. I don't know how the hell they're going to fit 162 games into this season, but let's go. Yeah, I'm a Cubs fan. I know there's not much expected for this year, but I'm just excited for baseball and I'm just glad they got this stupid thing done. So all right, let's go. Let's get some players signed. Let's get some players in camp. Let's get this thing going. Before we talk to King Who and Dr. Toons about their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker, and you can find that on Bandcamp, naturegarden.bandcamp.com. Let's play a cut from Shaw Calhoun. He was on the last episode. So there's a quick flashback from when he was on the show talking about his five favorite MCs. And on the other side of this, we'll kick off the show. As far as Wu-Tang, as far as the album goes, it's like, you know, Ghost, he has that crown. But I think right behind him, well, well besides Jizza, right behind those two is like Raekwon as of, like, as of, like, like, like after yeah. Wu-Tang, pretty much. I think he's right there on the hills with, you know, with Cuba Links 2, uh, The Wild, uh, Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. All those are pretty much good, great quality albums, in my opinion. Yeah, nobody's going to be calling you out on that one. That's that's a good call. I mean, Raekwon and Ghost, I mean, today, to me, that's like A and B. I mean, they're right there, you know, running neck yeah. and neck. And you said Deck, that's another one. He's a really good lyricist, but people don't usually put him in their, their top five. I mean, I never heard a bad verse from him. He kills, he <laughs> kills everything. Like, I mean, it's so much. The list can go on and on. Hell's Wednesday, again, Team Swords, um, Cold War, Duel of the Iron Mikes, Assassin's A. Like, the list goes on. When his number's called, he's killing it. (laughs) Shaw definitely has a very interesting five MCs list. It's unlike anybody else I've heard before, including two members of Wu-Tang. That's pretty crazy. I mean, honestly... You could probably do a top 10 and just put all Wu-Tang members in there if you wanted to. Who's going to call you out on that one? (laughs) That's crazy. So big up to Shaw Calhoun. As I said, please go check out his new album, Goat Cheese, on all streaming platforms, as well as his past projects. Big up to Shaw. On today's episode, as I mentioned at the beginning, we got two guests. We got Nuclear Garden's own Dr. Toons and King Who. They have a new project out right now called The Legend of the Blackface Joker. It is a multimedia experience with a comic book and an album. And it kind of takes me back to those old days of Funkadelic and Digital Underground, even Schooly D, where they would they would illustrate like comic book panels on their covers and their inside art. And it would tell a story that related to the album itself. And this right here is no different. And they definitely tackle a lot of things here, like just things going on in society and race and 
culture and it's it's crazy and it's it's really eye-opening and as a comic book fan and a hip-hop fan this is just right up my alley so big up to these guys stay tuned we're gonna play a couple songs from their album and of course talk to both of them about this project and how they got the idea to put something like this together it's just an incredible piece of work so definitely looking forward to talking to them dr tunes and king who from nuclear garden to talk about their album legend of the black face joker all right this is the infinite banter podcast you can find it at all streaming platforms follow the show on social media at Infinite Banter Podcast. You can also hear clips from past guests on YouTube. Just type in Infinite Banter. Check out the Spotify playlist. What am I forgetting here? I'm sure there's something else. <laughs> oh yeah, rate and review the show, Podchaser, and Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk to Dr. Toons, King Who, legend of the blackface Joker. It's only fitting that the episode I talk about the Batman, we talk about a version of the Joker. <laughs> Not quite the Joker that you guys know from the Batman stuff, but definitely ties in. So let's get into it. But before we do anything, as you know, the show never begins until the one and only, the King from Queens, DMC, says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. All right, you guys know the procedure. Before we talk to our guests, or in this case, guests, Dr. Toons and King Who, we're going to play a song from them, get you guys excited about their project, and then we're going to kick off the interview right after that. So here we go. This is from the new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker. Like I said, it's a comic book. It's also an album. And together, these guys have put together something that's just very, very creative. This might be my favorite song from the album. This is Blue Apple's Black Roses from the Legend of the Blackface Joker album. Dr. Toons, King Who, Blue Apple's Black Roses from their album Legend of the Blackface Joker. And on the other side of this, we'll talk to both guys, King Who and Dr. Toons, about this project and how they came up with it and everything else. So here we go. Blue Apple's Black Roses from the Legend of the Blackface Joker here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Let's go. and black roses black black roses blue apples What a good night when I draw to a life. Two lines get drawn more like arrow points of full spirit life. Attitude is big dog on the MB mode, which we all like. That spell is my capital, a alphabet, which is all white. I wash it all with black blood, bleak, max smile, white town states. Rudolph, so y'all see me, I am no clown in my black face. Joker, I'm on guard, body down by law, hundred eight. Karma Sutra hits G-spots, I blow down, let's celebrate Round of applause to those who went on my earth dates Y'all love my Juju, my doo-doo browns, y'all cannot wait 
Look at all these mulattoes. Who's done hit the lotto? Hit up G-spots, let out convicts like there is no tomorrow. You got orange juice to swallow, shrink. OG fans, that's muchacho. I don't know shit. Pack up your shh. I gave you time, you borrowed this. DJ can't do, they follow, yeah. Jesus juice drowns your sorrow, bitch. You need more wine, I need Jesus juice for more afro than Rallo, nigga. Baby. We rich, baby. Fuck that. This is wealth, baby. Minding my business, bitch. Didn't know until now about our joint membership. Drink a OJ, the joke, a nigga got penmanship. John and Jane Doe signed up to forgive his list. Let's play hangman. Jehovah got witnesses. Loose unwrapped 15, 24 times clock in my blade. John Tresino plays hangman live from his grave. Baron Samedi, his rules dressed in your apron. Guess the time of the grandfather, son that you faking. And don't change out of job, nigga knows you're making. And don't confuse the black face joker with shit you're making. J.O. is my car, brains blow till you die. If you say Jesus, bang your words out with the law. Orange juice and the orange OJ drinks not the same. Gee, I think J sounds the same. John John with games with two capital G's, magic orange juice drinks and behavior. For artificial sugar and nigga now for your neighbor with sacred chakras in danger. Corresponds with the pale moonlight, with the high moon type might describe your savior. Boom, America, by doom, forget the mask. Meet me in the glory of life on Ria Hey yo, this is Saga, and you're listening to DJ Soundwave from the Infinite Banter Podcast, where we banter infinitely on a podcast, which is perfect for me because I don't know when to shut the fuck up. Let's go. 
You're tuned in to the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now, I'm joined by a duo. We're going to talk about their incredible new project, Legend of the Blackface Joker, a multimedia experience from comic book creator Doc Toons, musical collective Nuclear Garden, and MC the Blackface Joker. Welcome to the show, King Who and Dr. Toons. What's going on, guys? Thank you. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Hey, I got to shout out my brother. He's not with us uh, at, at the moment at the, on the podcast. He's working at the moment with my brother, John Sell, man. He, that's the trifecta of us, man. John Sell, Doc, and myself. God. So shout out to my brother, John Sell, man. He just ain't with us at the, on the podcast, but he's he, he working right now. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Salute to him as well. And uh, for people listening, you know, who aren't familiar with you guys, is you both can give like just like a background of how long you've been doing music and art and you know, what's some of the uh, the things you could introduce to the audience? Let them know who you guys are. I'll start. I'll start. This is Doc. Good. So, um, I've been, it's, it's different layers to, the, to, to what I do. So I started off as a graffiti artist, you know, since we talk about hip hop, you know. But at the same time, I did um, comic books in high school. Like I used to draw comic books with my friends in it, you know. And also during the era that Rap City was out, Going to Be Raps was out. I used to watch those shows and look at those shows. Like yeah, Chris the, Thomas, the, big up. Boom. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris Thomas, right. Mm-hmm. The Prince yeah. Oh, Prince Dejour. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I used to look at it like a movie, though. Like, for two hours, Rap City would be on. And all those videos together would look like a movie. So I kind of drew comic books based on how we communicated coast to coast. But, you know, that was like in the 90s, man, you know, so but rhyming and all that, that's just been a part of it because it's like a, graffiti was the written word. MCN is the spoken word. True. You know, that's how we were raised to look at it. How about but you, me, King Who? No doubt. I'm, uh, so, uh, see, man, me, myself, first time I touch, I'm, I mean, hip hop like from day one, you know, so that's, that's just my culture from day one from that was my shit since day, day, day one. But first thing touching about was messing with records, man. Probably like, you know, maybe nine, ten playing with, with tables and just messing around with some tables. And then not long after that, writing rhymes, you know, and ended up, and, you know, just getting into producing. This to me, that was something that just, that was, that was me being able to do a little bit of everything, kind of being able to, to blend things and, and create that little soundscape, you know what I mean? But that's, that's my little, my, my favorite pocket, you know, playing the instruments, playing them. Mess around with the saxophone and trumpet and drums and guitar, bass, all that mess and that you know samples and that shit is magic to me, man. So that, that was just so I fell into that over and then here we are today, man. Just you know, just trying to you know play with play with new sounds and, right. and make shit I never heard before, you know. <laughs> no doubt, man. And where are you guys from? Are you are you from Baltimore area, right? Or I'm I'm from Baltimore. Okay. And I'm from Jersey. Me, me and John are both from Jersey. Got you. Okay. And Doc, I was gonna ask you, so I'm a big comic book head. Uh, who were some of the artists you liked? I'm guessing in like the 90s, you know, like maybe Jim Lee, Liefeld, guys like that probably were influences for you. You know what? Yeah, you know what? That's funny you said Jim Lee because he's he's the one that I, um, I, I read comic books probably only like two years of my life when, when Jim Lee dropped the X-Men there you um, go. back in 92, you know, like right at the end when he, when, when right before they dropped, right before Jim Lee started drawing the, un, what is it, the Uncanny X-Men? Mm-hmm. The, with the new album covers, when they, all, I mean, not the album covers, the, the comic book covers. Mm-hmm. But you know what? At the same time, I'll tell you this, though. Comic books was introduced to me first, really, through looking at the records on the Funkadelic album covers. That ah, my own. yeah. You know, 
As a matter of fact, that's how I first was introduced to art. Because I, I remember when I was a baby, I used to take out, you know, just crawl on the ground and pull the records out of the thing that they had. There's like a shelf full of records that I could easily reach. And I would pull them out and look at them, just lay them all out on the floor and just look at the, the covers, look at the art, look at the comic strips, you know. And my father was an artist, too. He used to paint murals. On, he painted a mural on my wall when I was a baby. And he told me I also copied them little sketch of a mirror on the wall as soon as I could grab a crayon. Cause he, he, so he always, you know, he was, art was always around me, you know? And I guess that's why um, I kind of started to, I, I, I did it. I did the, the Legend of the Black Face Joker out of the inspiration of an album cover. Like if you saw a comic book and an album cover, you know, you now you want to get into the lyrics. And then, then on top of that, you know how you have the um, albums that have themes to them, you know? Oh, exactly. Concept albums. Mm-hmm. And that's a lost thing, too. You both can, you know, obviously attest to this. It's just like, you know, with the way music is just received now, the idea of having album covers to look at is just different. We're just streaming everything. So album art is kind of a, I don't want to say it's gone, but it's definitely not like it used to be. Like, we definitely can't put them out on the floor, like you said, <laughs> and look at all the, you know, the iconic uh, covers and everything over the years. So definitely... Yeah, the cover art is something that's been lost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like it was. It's like a world of its own. It's like, so when so when you, I don't know if you um um, well, the comic books all hand painted, right? Right. And um, I have canvases too that go along with the whole theme. Wow. So I'm also I'm a real artist, you know. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's like it, so when you're looking at the canvases, you're li- you're listening to the music, you're listening you're, when you're reading the the book, the cosmic record. You, you're experiencing, you know, a whole world. It's a whole like different a experience. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. It's a soundtrack. Man. You try to take it to a new world with this one, man. Like, you know, really try to just bring that experience of, like, you know, putting on an album and, and putting on a visual. Like, we wanted to meet those and experience and have the book in your hand, have the album going and you building. And it's like, you know, you you get you getting smacked with 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 jewels here and there, left and right, and it's it's something that's like an experiment. You know, it's something that's fun and memorable. You know, and, and, and enjoyable, but also you get something out of it. You know. Yeah, without a doubt, man. And, and King, who you could speak on this? You know, talk about you know what's your influence as far as musically and and, and talk about Nuclear Garden, like what that you know the label and everything and how that got started. Oh, um, you know what? Years looking back now, you know, it, it's funny how it gets blurry. I'm gonna say maybe this was 2000. 16, 15, something like that. And uh, I, I just want to, you know, I had the idea just to put together like almost, you know, a little collective, almost something like a devoted people that, that I like, you know, all my friends, basically, all my people that I'm, I'm building with anyway. And we just chilling and it's like, if, you know, let's just wrap it up and put, some, put a name on it, do something with it, you know. So we started chopping the building and just, you know, having just basically just so I could hang out with my friends and my people and just build and make music and, you know, whatever. So that's how it started with the Lagarda thing. And it was, uh, you know, so it was just, just that. And then from there, it just kept going and, you know, just it just kept going. And from there, on, we did some things here and there. And we, it never, never stopped, you know what I'm saying? So it's fun to just bubble at first, and now was just, you know, bubbling high about the, you know, bubbling out the pot right now, feeling, feeling like I'm hitting a, you know, hitting a real stride on this one. I, I think Doctor, you know, second that shit. I feel like we both, you know, I mean, myself speaking, I know, I, I, at least my opinion, I feel like Doc is at, you know, top of his game, you know, our highest level as always. And, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, approaching my peak mm-hmm. as a, you know, trying to, you know, get to the best I could be. You know, I feel like I'm just about there, you know, getting there. 
Yeah, no doubt. You guys definitely hit your stride on this one. It's a collective, like you guys said here. And and Doc, I was going to ask you this one too. Like, um, you know, the art when I first saw it, I was thinking of like, you know, old Digital Underground covers too. And uh, Schooly D came to my mind, you know, the way he used to do those illustrations on the sleeves and everything like that. Was any of that influence for you? I know you brought up Funkadelic, but uh, any of those inspiration too? Yeah, Digital Underground. Um, you know what? Not so much the covers with Digital Underground more than just everything that there's no underground with the personas and everything right humpty hump and all that yeah yeah characters yeah and and the fact they were the sons of the p you know what i'm saying going back to the father funkadelic again like the translation of the of our parents music into our music our generation you know it felt like a torch, bro. It felt like that torch went with them it felt like they got anointed like you know like they was they was the anointed sons you know what i'm saying yeah they were definitely carrying that oh you know the fact that pop Pac came out of them, you know, and and that and Tupac was an important influence to the reason why it's the legend of the blackface Joker. Then I put N I G G A there because Pac Tupac said on a song called Words of Wisdom uh, that it was yep. for never ignorant getting goals accomplished. Yes, you know, and so I wanted to make sure I what what I wanted to do was to create the legend of the blackface Joker to drop a jewel on a generation that uses that term on um and plays more so into stereotypes i feel like just to make to make money you know they they not really they're not really aware of the culture that that it comes from as far as the slang is concerned plus the nations the gods and earths and different level you know wu-tang talks about this a lot you know that the a lot of the mathematics that's that, you know they brothers were standing on a truth the square in the parliaments, building, having building sessions, you know, coming out of Malcolm X's temple, they was, it was the revolutionary side to it as well. You know, this is where you get public enemy. This is where you get, you know, tragedy, the intelligent hoodlum, you just what yeah, you that, get. Um, you hear Brother J, X-Clan, old squad. Um, yeah, Lakim Shabazz, yeah. a lot of those, yeah. King yeah, Son. Rock him a law, too. Yeah, there yeah, you go. You know, Eric B and Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, you know, even he... He had the jacket on on the Lean On Me video, you know? Yeah, PRT. So it's a part of the culture, too, you know? So I felt like right now, every, right now it's a lot of, um when I when I hear everybody, when I hear the word savage getting thrown around, you know, I hear the gang violence being, um you know, the music being used as a soundtrack for the gang violence. You know, being older, it's like I, I have to do something to... um to bring to bring the youth to a certain level of understanding that they don't, so they don't hurt, they don't harm themselves out here you know they don't you know not only destroy the culture but in real life you know um bringing bringing awareness to um thinking about self destruction for example you know we don't want to um we're all in the same gang these messages have been put out in hip hop already you right know? right but yet yeah, the the youth sort of don't know this, so they're repeating some of the same mistakes. That at the end of the day, I think a whole generation agreed they weren't trying to go in that direction. Yeah, it's almost like you have to do a yeah, like a, a current version of self destruction. That's I think that's what you guys are trying to do here. And you brought up Tupac, that words of wisdom, that Tupac. Ups now, anybody listening, you never heard that album. Man, go back, check that album out, Words of Wisdom. You're right. I was thinking about that. It's funny you brought that up because when I was reading the comics and. Here in the album, I was thinking about what Pac said and the way he abbreviated that and took the word and flipped it. 
and gave it a new meaning and a different meaning and uh, turned a negative to a positive. And that's what you guys are on. You know, this this whole the, the artistry and the music, it's it's taking those those negative images and negative everything and just trying to put it out there and, and let, let people know what's going on. And, you know, salutes you guys for that, for sure. Try to take his in the glory, man. Try to take out in the glory, man. Oh, right, right. So the Gloria is like, um, that's another ISO. You know how they say, they we say black folks can say the N-word, but no one else can, right? <laughs> so it's just like, it's, I wanted to create a place called the Gloria where that word was sacred. You know what I mean? Create the legend of that. I got you. <laughs> and this is, the, this, is the, this is the part where it's a little humor, a little sense of humor <laughs> involved. Because... Um, it's like, um, how can I say this? Um, you, when you're looking at the book right now, you, you're looking at a therapy session. You're looking at Doc Toons and what he did, what he drew out in a book and recorded under the influence of the blackface Joker. So the ink was thrown on his face, but the INC stands for the ancient ink of the Inconese, which actually Tupac Amaru is a is a is um there was a um Aztec what was an Incan chief named Tupac Amaru. It's a lot you can Google T- Tupac Amaru. You know, yeah. you'll see that's where the name came from. So the Gloria is the place that represents um a story here before um the brand of black on the on the people that were already here before slavery. You know what I'm saying? Since the beginning, you know we already who they call black people had already traveled everywhere. So the Gloria is the way to explain the, um, this is a magical place that, and you know, when you're looking at the music, when you're looking at, when you're looking at all the expression from the stage shows, the album covers, just the slang that we have in the hood and how we can communicate a certain way. It's it's like, that's a Gloria style instead of niggas and bitches and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? throwing that around constantly plus also it's like wordplay one-on-one a, a bitch is a female dog you know what i'm saying that's not a curse word if you say it properly you know what i'm saying it's right. really talking about <laughs> actual dogs right. you know <laughs> so when i drop the black blackface joker jewel you when you if you want to talk about certain things related to a savage and go to that level of, of of just self-destructive behavior i might as well show you the the, the blackface so you'll know that those roles were used, you know, against us. Just and you, you allow what you, you're not on that never ignorant getting goals accomplished code. So, man, you know, I'm trying dropping jewels, man. Still, yeah, exactly. Was there a moment at all recently that that kind of sparked this whole uh, project, or is this something that's been kind of in the works for a long time and it just now kind of came together? What what's like the like the genesis of this? Was there a moment at all? It's been bubbling for a minute. We were bubbling on this one for a couple. You know, I want to say. Over two years, about two years, man. I'm going to say about two years, you know, maybe in terms of, uh, you know, from the beginning, you know, from the genesis, even before that, you know, the idea part before that, you know, I know uh, Doc had came to me at, like, with a lot of the ideas and we started chopping on it and building on it. And, uh, and like you said, I would, that was probably good two years and change, I think, right? Should be yeah. That. yeah. 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 I guess I can say this, though, and I mentioned this in, in on an album, as, as Joe stands for Jody. And um, with me, this is, you know, the black, Doc Toons begins when my friend Jody passes away from cancer. And this is when I go to rec centers and I tell people, 
how I made my name, Dr. Toons, you know, in a, being in the hospital with her, drawing pictures with her to help, you know, to help her feel, you know, entertain, help her be, to help entertain her while she was dealing with chemotherapy. And um, her being a graffiti artist, but as well, but also being just a little a girl who grew up in, she grew up in Brooklyn, New York, but she was in the Bronx during the time that they say hip hop was starting. She told me stories, all types of stories about what happened um, growing up in the culture. Just and and she also Biggie Smalls is a, was somebody that she knew as Fat Chris. Um, she used to say when when he was young and he used to rap all the time around her and you know so when she was telling me all these stories this is when I kind of started to envision what I would imagine the glory is to be because she was a storyteller the way she told stories of of Fat Chris and her and um, whatever happened in Brooklyn and then I'm listening to music and then as I'm listening to um, I'm listening to Brooklyn rappers. I'm listening to Smith and Wesson. I'm listening to Buckshot. I'm listening to um, Gangstar. I'm listening to MOP. And they're naming streets and places. And she knows all these streets and places. And, and you know, so that's, this is why um, as I'm going to these rec centers in real life and I'm painting murals in the streets in Baltimore, I, I, I start to really... Um, I even made these books called Hood Instructions that, that the Blackface Joker started in. Before I did Cosmic Record, before I did this book, I did these books called Hood Instructions where I would um, have jewels in these little zines that I made. These I would hand, pass them out at mural sites. And, but at the same time, Apple was always in them. You know, she was, she was um, I put a lot of the jewels she told me about, you know, what different things that I felt like I wanted to address in the culture that I've seen in the streets. I, I addressed them in the zines. That's really, I think, what triggered a lot, but you know, a lot led 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 me up. You know, life is a journey, and art is important right. because when when you're looking at what happened, like Jody passed away in 2000, and so it's 2020, <laughs> right. now, right? It's like 22 years later. So all of this artwork is 22 years old, and I and I want people to know that when you're getting into art, art appreciates over time. So this is why it's important to know the narrative of the artist. It's important to record Good point. what it is that you're doing um, in your art, create your series, create your write-ups on the pieces, bring value to it. That's another part of, of what it's about. So by the time me and King Who got together, yeah, this was really something that we talked about, about how to really um, pass this wealth down to the babies, pass artwork, you know, get out there as real artists, you know, too, you yeah. know. Yeah, good art lasts lasts forever, whether it's music or art, you know, paint, you know, it doesn't matter what the medium is. It, it lasts, it's timeless. And uh, that's why we're still talking about cats like Van Gogh, because this stuff lasts forever. So you're talking about, you know, yeah. the art you're talking about from early 2000, or we're talking about Jim Lee, or you talk about Public Enemy or Digital Underground, like good art will be here well past and we're gone. And I think this is a testament to that, what you guys are doing here. Definitely. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. No doubt. And you brought up Jody. That was one of my favorite tracks on this album. Uh, you kind of talked about it a little bit. And by the way, I never heard Fat Chris as, 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 as a reference to Big Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I ever heard that. I didn't know that was what he was called back in the day. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. They used to call him. Yeah. Doesn't she, sound she, as slick. She was, she was funny because she said he used to rap all the time and she used to just look at him. Because she, back in the day, they were the ones in the 80s with the big chains and the furs counting stacks 
from what they was doing in the streets. And I seen pictures of her flipping through her photo album, like, damn, Joe, that's you? You know? <laughs> and, so, yeah, so by the time she was in Baltimore, she had, she had got out of that life. She was a nurse and everything, but she was always, um, she used to say, yeah, Biggie was a young boy at the time. He was bummed out in the streets, just starting out. At his Tim's, Tim's was all rolled over his eyes. His eyes used to be cocked <laughs> out, and he used to be sick. She would just say he was a mess, but he just could. He just never stopped rapping, you know. And so she was like, "If you want to make it, you gotta give me something, you know, something." I've seen it all. Like Biggie, it was nothing like Biggie, you know. So that yeah. shows right there what you just said. That makes that song juicy even higher at my level because it just shows how true that shit was that he was talking about. About having this and not having that and now he's got all this and yeah, that that's that's true right yeah. there. What you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, this album guys is just incredible. We'll talk about, you know, some of the tracks on here. One of my favorite songs is Blue Apples, Black Roses. You guys gotta tell me about this one. This is one of my favorites. Thanks a lot. Yeah, First of all, that beat. Man. You made that beat. Can can who right? You made that beat. Yeah, I was gonna say the car. Yeah, the concept with the uh, the way, but the, the the concept behind the blue apples and black roses really were like that. That's that's what your doc that guy speak on that because he has for the paintings he got to go with that too. The whole the whole concept that you got freaked out with, break that down for him, God. Okay, so the blue apples and black roses is is like um. I, I, so I told you about my friend Jody. They call right. her Apple, right? And in the most simplest way to describe the blue apple, that started really because I had a blue book in the hospital that I used to write all the information about her cancer situation and when I, when you know listening to the doctors or whatever in the hospital. But when she passed away, for some reason I had I had a dream about blue apples and she was in the dream and we were giving out these blue apples. And then it became um something that I saw as a symbol for strange fruit. I forgot how that came about, but uh, I, mean, I think I was probably watching Lady Sings the Blues um, with Diana Ross, the old movie. Classic, um, yeah, Richard and, Pryor, right, Billy Dee Williams, yeah. Right, exactly. And so the blue apples were symbolic of that. Also, um, if you look at Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you see the blue, she painted the apple, she dipped the apple, oh. which, the queen, she dipped yeah. the apple in the um in the witch's brew, and it came out blue for a second, then turned into you know that she however she did, I forgot, but you know what I'm saying, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like the symbolism of oh, and that's and it's just, that's the symbolism of a poison apple. When I thought about the poison apple, and I thought about the um strange fruit, the black roses is like the people that passed away that was that had been lynched. That is for the people you know, that died in the culture, um, even if you're looking at the streets, you know, as a form of, you know, lynching in a sense, you know, we lynch ourselves, all in the name of the, you know, this N-word or whatever, you know, knowing the history of um, of oppression in, in the black community going back. So Blue Apples and Black Roses is dealing with, um, oh, also, you know, the fact that the first gangs that I remember hearing about wasn't even Bloods and Crips and all them type of gangs they throw around now. It was the, uh, my great grandfather, my grandfathers and them was patrolling the neighborhoods, being protected, protecting themselves from the white gangs that was trying to lynch, lynch black folks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the racist gangs. So that's another that's another jewel. So it's 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 more so um, that I just kind of listen to the, the way the instrumental plays out and I kind of rhyme over it like like um, I want you to feel. There's this feeling of um, remembering our ancestors in the Gloria, 
and when we're moving forward, like when we bite the blue apple, we we tempted to um play out this this n word ish or whatever, but it's McGlorious really. We we going through the next phase of biting that blue apple, getting the download from our ancestors through the music, getting the codes, getting back aligned with the power of the, of the word. We're going through the etymology of our words. If, you know, like Delphonic said, "La la means I love you." <laughs> We might get that download and know that La La means I love you if after we bite the blue apple. We can see the world of Negloria, you know? There it is. And the black roses. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, That's man. Crazy. That was part one of my interview with Dr. Toons and King Who talking about their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker. And let's play another track from that album. Do a quick sponsor read, and we'll get right back to my interview with Dr. Tunes and King Who talking about their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker. And you can find it on Bandcamp. But here we go. Here it is, Our Bad Karma from Legend of the Blackface Joker here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Shipping out jokes, no policy for niggas From a sexy Leo dribbling Holding a shotgun, look at us She's sexy as shit, warring with these niggas Fitting up, I'm holding Nigerian checks, the libo White boy, cuts in their head I've hypnotic red, amalgamated Wake of the dead, mortuary science class It's classic to my delivery Y'all niggas is shivery Shit, puppets get feminine 
getting lazy, my bitch crazy Evolution, eat the fuck y'all niggas You still speak dog to your trade with assassin Cars to the left, A-H-A-N Y'all niggas cast as men Pros to the right, soldiers Move like I showed ya All you culture vultures, like Judge Judy caught ya Puppets get feminine lazy, my bitch crazy Evolution, eat the fuck y'all niggas You still speak dog to your trade with assassin Cars to the left, A-H-A-N Y'all niggas cast as men Pros to the right, soldiers Move like I showed ya All you culture vultures Like Judge Judy Courtcha Cause Apple C says so Thoughts understanding Celestial vision Celebrity code Celestial, celebrity You know how we celebrate hoes Celebrate the joker nigga uh, You'll see the currency of my Gloria is about Orgasmic pleasure From her and I practicing <laughs> Karma Sutra you know, she has many husbands though. That doesn't mean she's giving them all to Yoni. Right now, while I'm in a roll up another one. Good morning, baby. Infinite Banner, man, wow, what a name, I love that. Yeah, man, I've been from Maine to Spain and deep down in the Ukraine, from ocean to ocean to coast to coast, north, south, east, and west, but one place I've never been is to the Infinite Banner. Hydronique Hydration, a new wellness brand, arose during the pandemic when its CEO, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing frequent headaches. The brand shares the landmark cross-sectional research study revealing that up to 81% of all frontline healthcare workers experience headaches associated with the increased use of PPE, personal protective equipment. The CEO explains the equipment we wear to protect ourselves actually result in irregular eating and drinking habits all day and night. We often leave work burnt out, malnourished, and dehydrated, thereby leading to headaches and other health-related problems. Beyond the glaring issues surrounding PPE use during COVID-19, the company's founder points out that all people struggle with adequate hydration and nutrition at some point or another, and we often turn to quick fixes, energy drinks, and sugary juices with occasional sips of water in between. To provide people with an easy way to remedy this, Hydronique Hydration went to work to create high-quality, nutrient-rich, and sugar-free powdered formulas. Their first offering is a hydration electrolyte powder packet containing key vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and antioxidants, including elderberry. This once-a-day, zero-calorie powdered beverage dissolves in water or beverage of choice and is perfect for that immune boost during times of seasonal variation when traveling or for daily maintenance. And I can attest to it. I've been taking it for about a month now, and I feel great. My energy levels are much higher, and I'm not yearning for those you know, sugary drinks or coffee or whatever I would normally drink. It definitely help you with your energy levels, especially when you're like me chasing a two-year-old around. Hydronique Hydration powdered beverage formulations are packed full of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, offering a more complete package of nutrients than sports drinks and liquid energy supplements. Plus, it helps you hydrate, unlike traditional multivitamin pills or tablets. So check out the direct link for Hydronique Hydration in our show notes. Hey, yo, yo, what's up? It's the Monarch of the Subterranean, legendary lethal lyricist, the master craftsman, Percy Pete. You're listening to Infinite Dancer with DJ Soundwave, y'all. Boom. 
Let's get back into my interview with Dr. Toons and King Who and talk about their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. And I was wondering, like, it's obviously not just one of you. It's There's three of you all working together. How does that work? Is it the artworks coming first and then the music? Like, how are you, like, King Who, how are you working on the beats? And you know, it's not like a regular album where there's a bunch of tracks and some ideas. I mean, you guys have a lot connected here you know how does that how does the music and the art kind of simultaneously work that's kind of a weird question but i'm just curious how you guys like put all that together you know i feel you it's uh so like it's it's so we've we been kind of like a collective though but it's uh the main production force is uh me and, and john so you know uh we do we do all the production movies so for this album we did split production on this we split production duties on this joint and we mix and mastered uh everything you know uh, uh we did that side too and then um uh, Doc and Doc had did all the uh, the all the artwork in the books, you know, like he, he put it with the artwork in the book. So uh, he's he's he got the hand skills as far as the painting and the art. Like I'm not nice or like that. You know, I do so graphic, do my little graphics and stuff. But he got the hand skills with the art and, and the brush, you know, like right. crazy. So you know, um, so he, you know, I love him man rock and, and shine on that shit. So he carries it with the books and uh, he did all the artwork and everything you see visually, you know, like that. And, then, and you know, I do we we, we combine it. You know, I might uh, add some little stuff as far as for the single covers, throw some little graphics and all stuff like that, whatever. But to me, I wanted to just keep, you know, we really make this little world, man. If I wanted to make everything, you know, kind of self-insulated with this joint, man. We, you know, every, like, all the artwork is something that, you know, comes from Doc, you know, all the, all the audio and all the music comes from center. And every sound, everything we created is. And really with this one, too, we didn't have no guests either. We, we constantly just wanted to make it and keep as focused as possible. So it's, it's I mean, you know, it's, it's one MC on the whole album. One production. We did that on purpose. I may, I may, I'll be a little, I might be a little transparent for a second, right? You know the song "American Perfect Wife." Yeah. So it's like I, the Joker. I had an ex-wife, right? That used to make that made beats, right? And um, as we was making the music, we meet, we split up, we we divorced, you know. And I, I instead of um, and and a friend, a mutual friend of ours was who she cheated on me with. (laughs) Oh wow! <laughs> so I'm glad you can laugh about it, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I laugh about it now because we got this. Right <laughs> there, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, at the time, no, bro. At the time, woo, man, it was different. It was different. Yeah. So that that's what you know, and it's crazy because it's like. Who was sell? I already had these nuclear garden mixtapes, and she had provided tracks for the mixtapes, and she, and she, too, you know what I mean. She was one. She had did some tracks for it, you know. You know, like 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 who said it's a collect. It was the collective, you know. And um, so did the mutual the the guy. He was he was part of the team too. So we had me and me and my ex wife had already started doing the music, right in a certain way, and who and sell knew the mindset of what it was we was doing. And I think that when I think my ex-wife and, and the, the, the dude didn't really get what I was trying to do, you know, um, even before that, my ex-wife, she didn't get what I was trying to do. Although she was producing a lot of the music, I think the stereotypes that we were, the way we was doing the blackface Joker, people was kind of looking at it like um, they didn't understand what it was we was trying to do, what I was trying to do, you know, and on top of that, I, I, I got separated. You know, I didn't, my children, you know, kind, I kind of got ridiculed in a sense where they was like, look, your father is bugging. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and they see that video, right? So, you know, with the, the makeup and everything. Yeah. Right. So, 
it was like when when it happened and I found out they were together, who yo, yeah. I talked who was right there and he passed me the beats and yo, the beats just spoke to every emotion of the madman. You know? <laughs> yeah. You you wanna hear like you wanna hear real art therapy. That's the beauty of shit. Like to me, like I you know, people people can talk about um and the word therapy is some shit like believe me, I don't I, I cringe kinda when I hear it sometimes. It's not I feel like if people get abused or abuse the word, but it, it's it when it's done right, you know, it is it, a nice thing. So you know, like so the art therapy shit, we ain't just talk this. Like my man went through some crazy shit, right? Like had, went through an experience that you know people have killed for and, and put, you know what I'm saying, gone to yeah. jail for and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So to me, this is as real as it gets. We we live in this shit as real as it is. My man taking real life, you know, real life. Music and American Perfect Wife is a good example of a way like that's a way without making that music. I'm, you know, that's my therapy, man. Without that, I don't know what the you know what I'm saying. I don't know what my release would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking of that song by Scarface, Diary of a Madman. It's just like you're just putting all your emotions into the pen, right? And 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 the art. I mean, I gotta give it up for who though. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, man, because he would be on the phone listening to me. You know what I'm saying? Just go in on it. I'll be like, yo, right. I'm, I'm a right. whatever, whatever that dude. I'm a, I'm a whatever. My guy, my people already, my people are bent about it. And they yeah, be like, yo, right. we should bend to this, whatever. And I'm like, but at the same time, I'm thinking about my babies. I'm thinking about my, looking at all the art, you know. And you know, like, like I said, like if if I don't know if it, if it, why who selected the beats, why so why they both selected these beats if it had anything to do with anything I said or if it just fell together like that but at the end of the day a lot of it I think just it's just I don't know man it's that special energy something just just is meant to be I don't know what it's meant to be this first interview right here that you have that you have <laughs> given to us I appreciate it because oh no doubt this man. is going to say why it was meant to be this is like a, this is a springboard for us, you know. There it is. I got to get my yellow pad and start, you know, writing down everything. Put some glasses on, act like I'm some sort of psychologist or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how you feel. Uh, that'd be a hundred dollars. But, <laughs> but I'm glad that. Yeah, go ahead. The other thing, you know, with hip hop, when you listen to a lot of the the music that we grew up on, you're listening to the the mindset of a lot of people who really do need, you know, because you know, um, although it's a lot of entertainment and it's a lot of fun saying the rhymes because you, 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 you try to find an alternative to a lifestyle in the street in a lot of cases. True indeed. You know, and, and it's, you know, and so, and then sometimes when you're doing this, you have to make sure you don't say the names and places of people. At least that's the generation we came from. You didn't put, you coded the narrative, mm -hmm. you know, and then you made an allegory in the narrative that had the jewel in it if you could. That, that's them rap. That's them rap snitch conditions cats. You know, you know what I mean? We drive snitching on those. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 MF, that's MF Doom. Yeah. Shout out to MF Doom. Oh you man. Know, he's another person. I could bet he's an influence for you guys for sure. I was sticking to him a little bit too. Playing this album. Yeah. Yeah. Much love, bro. It was, it was a heavy loss, man. Like you know where I feel. Like, you know, it's me myself just speaking personally too. That's somebody. That uh, you know, I grew up with. You know, so I knew. You know, I stumbled on them and was lucky enough to find out. You know, by the way, Operation Dunes they came out. You know, I was younger. I was probably I think nine. That shit. I mean, like, so that's somebody. You know, what I'm saying. You kind of feel like I feel like I grew up with. So when that that loss was heavy, man. So when uh, yeah, you know, 
nobody like him. Yeah. He was definitely that unique. That law happened in the middle of us making this, too. When that, that law happened while we was in the middle of making this. Yeah. Some of his work. Yeah. He's, I put his face in the artwork. I was going to say, I book. saw it on one of the, yeah, one of the pages, right? Right. I put his mask in, on, on there for the page that showed a lot of masks. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you're on your yeah. other side of this, Doc, and uh, that you're able to put all this into music and into art and, and get, get this this whole project made because obviously it's, obviously it's a lot behind it. This wasn't just some, you know, I got some idea. Let me just write something down and draw something. You get a lot of true personal shit is in here, and you guys didn't play around with it. Uh, man, another track I wanted to bring up on here is Our Bad Karma. That was another one that hit me too, man. I, so many good tracks on here. Everybody listening, definitely go check out this full album. But that was another track I really liked. Talk about that uh, that record. That's that's one of them. I feel like I don't know. I feel like with the energy, the music, and what just happened. You know, my man Doc set the set his vocals and, and lit that shit. Like he matched to uh, the energy of his of the lyrics and the songwriting and the vocal like to on another level. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it made that like I don't know. He took that shit to another level because I feel like the beat got that kind of ill, kind of almost like. Uh, Almost like you're going crazy. I don't know, psychotic. Almost, you know, it's got almost like a, you know, a little, you know, what I'm saying something like that. Right. And it, and it, it in a way where you know it start and, and then things start off. And I love how the the flow starts off super coherent, and you taking it's a story. And as it flows along, it gets more free verse and open and vibes out as it goes and gets more open. It kind of delves into the madness a little further as as it as it plays out, which I love. But I mean, man, look that up, you know, Yeah, all bad karma was is, was um, when I when I was writing that piece. I was thinking about I was thinking about the um different things that ha- the different things that we're repeating in the coach now based on um what has already been laid out in the script you know in the in the never ain't getting codes accomplished quick script quote unquote you know what I'm saying so um I was just thinking about you know first of all the blackface joker is already kind of um, he's pissed off. You can tell he's pissed off at his tone of voice. You know, yeah. he's disgruntled and <laughs> not having it. Yeah, fed up, right? <laughs> so he's already talking about things as if you should you should already know what he's talking about. You know, although he may not, he may be way over your head on purpose because he's like, you know, that's him. But at the same time, um, what's what's also funny about that song is that song was actually first something that I wrote. It was like a sarcastic love song that the Blackface Joker wrote. But and that was when me and my ex wife were first together making music. She had another beat that she had made for that. And then and then what happened was I changed the words and when I changed the words it evolved into um into what you're hearing now. And just, you know, it's a lot of just just fun with the word having fun with fun with the wordplay, you know. Man, it sounds like she was like the Harley Quinn of this kind of like the the Joker's uh, side piece. Uh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, he rolls with the Gloria like like it's almost like Wakanda or Columbia Pictures Lady when you see the lady with the torch light up. Yeah, the Gloria. Yeah, and the Gloria is the combination of that is our inspiration. You know, I was I was like Wakanda. They show Wakanda in Africa in the Black Panther um, series, but. I'm like, what about over here where we was already at before before slavery? What we what do we call that? And I said I call that in the Gloria, but at the same time needed the image. So right. the image is um 
is the woman with the green mask you see in the videos or you see in the artwork. You know, that's that's a real person, though. You know, a lot of the people in the story are real people, you know. Yeah, Ma- Malcolm in there, she's like, um, you know, in the glory is also in the book, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have this. I have a, a model, um, a friend named Nubian Nancy. I'm in. I'm in. I'm lo- I'm out of Miami now. You know, I, I moved from from Baltimore to Miami down here to. to I'm envious, man. I'm in Chicago. It's cold as hell here, so <laughs> I'm sure you're loving it down there. <laughs> yeah, it's warm now. It's warm out here. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's cold, it's cold as hell in Jersey, bro. So I'll be mad as I'll be mad at Doc sometimes. Bro. I bet. Too nice out there, man. It's life is all out here. Right. Man. And then the women he's looking at and all that. I, I see. I see you, Doc. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man! But that was part of getting. That was part of the therapy, man. I had to get away from the, you know, get away from the city when I was going through what I was going through. Too many of my peers was certain had a certain mentality. You know, I had to get away and um. That's and that's that's another thing. Um, so when I got down here with with Nubia and Nancy, who was the model from the Gloria, she, we actually started, um, you know, just enjoying this, uh, trying to figure out this art thing. I really haven't even enjoyed Miami as much as I feel like I, I, I you know, somebody would if they came down here. I've been just in here painting, you know, and um, trying to figure out how to put this this art out here, have a have an art show, but also promote the soundtrack do something different have people have people um have people have a listen sparking a conversation around the pieces and in a sophisticated type of way to put this art out there you know what i mean this ain't a place where you just come and get drunk and be on pills and fall out in the club Jeez. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right in the daytime man. that's daytime school. right right right, right. Nighttime. that's at lunch at nighttime, right? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where we really wanted to. Make. I know uh, me and Doc were building on it, but um, that really is to me the highest evolution of uh, is really getting to that level where you know, with this piece and the next one that we develop and working on, uh, the next hood instruction, um, you know, like with uh, to to have that live experience in a gallery or an exhibition, maybe live MC, and then also the, the art there, and you know mix of all these things like almost like a theatrical and uh you know performance aspect to it too so we try to really i feel like nowadays especially you know with 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 more more saturated just the fact that there's plenty there's more dope stuff ever and ever to buy now i find good music and everything every day there's tons of dope out there but the fact that there's so much is hard to navigate a little bit so i feel like one way you know one way to just kind of just, just do something different man we want to just try something different and, and to you know, try things that never, never been done before. Try to you know, well, I'm on. I never do something that's been done before. Like you know, we want to just try. You know, try to do something different. You know. Yeah, you guys are definitely yeah. doing uh, something that's unique. And uh, I was thinking about when I was playing you guys' albums, like when I used to go to the comic book shop, you know, all the, the popular stuff was on the top shelf. And on the bottom was like the more adult stuff or, you know, mm. different type stuff. Right, yeah. And I feel like that's where you guys are. You're on You're on that one. You're, you're making me want it. Because I always wanted to go down there. That's where I'd get the boys or, you know, whatever would be down there. And I was like, man, this is your guy. And this is not a knock by any means. It's just like your stuff is to me that that other level that people aren't they're not ready yet for it or if they are ready for it they're gonna love it when they hear it and see it and that's the that's the stuff that's coming and you guys are definitely on, on another level because everybody's putting stuff out with social media you get inundated with music and everything but you guys have a different experience with the art and the and the music it's just it's just something you don't see all the time and i'm glad that you guys have have put through the effort 
to place to you know place this project out there for people, man. And it just dropped right uh, a couple weeks ago. Just actually this week, February twenty eighth. So I guess uh, yeah, Monday. Just oh, okay, last Monday, man. So, but, uh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you too, well, yeah, you were you too kind for the word, but I really do appreciate you, man. And, oh, and the fact that uh, you know, like you showing us love, it like we just you know, like it, it's one of them things. You got so much going on with the project that it, it's hard to it's hard to put in a sound bite type of format. You know, what I mean, it's hard to crunch it down to thirty seconds. It, it doesn't work so that way. Media. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's visual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it, yeah, and, it's, and I, I like so you, you know you giving us just a, a time to just kind of explain and break some of this stuff down. Like, man, we, we can't thank you enough for that. Like, oh, of course, you know that we appreciate, bro. And, and like, Definitely. and uh, you know, and we see what you're doing too, man. You supporting cultures is, is beautiful, man. Like, you know, like it's I'm, I feel like we in good company because everybody, you know, everybody that you have on the show, man, is like it's just ton of ton of dope guests, man. That like you know what I mean. Everybody always killing it. Like, it's just super solid show, bro. Man. Yeah. I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, yeah, a lot of times I have guests on here and they have no idea who I am and, you know, I never hear from them again. Not not a lot, but <laughs> but it's like the fact that you guys even know anything before coming on here is already like salute. I appreciate that 100 percent. And uh, I was going to ask you about that video, too. Is that down in Miami when you're walking around with the, the makeup on and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, in, that's in Miami, yeah. yeah. <laughs> were people bugging out when they saw you? Like, how was the reception when people would just see what you guys were doing, man? <laughs> and she's got the green mask on. and People was cool. They asked, like, I got a few people who had turned in, you know, as they rode by on their bikes or something, you know. But for the most part, I don't know. Maybe they're used to seeing that's just um, Tuesday. creative things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's normal. Oh, oh, it's just blackface yeah. Joker, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did get some people say compliment me. As they said, "Oh, that's a cool outfit. That's cool what you're doing." You know, or something. I don't. You know, I think I was I was performing out there. So yeah, that's yeah. great. And anybody listening, go on YouTube. You could find it. Uh, do you guys have any other visuals besides that, or is this only? I think that's the only thing I saw on YouTube as far as uh, relating to the album and the project. Oh yeah, and I got I got a whole YouTube page called Real Agon Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like alcoholic anonymous, you know. Right, everybody, listen, so check that do. out. Yeah, oh, so yeah it's spelled it spell exactly how it is: R E A L A G G I N A N O N Y M O U S, and that's my YouTube page. And, and you're looking at the videos. The videos are raw. In other words, it's like I did all the videos, right? But I also recorded. I recorded it and saturated it with words so that. You can get the the prop the propaganda. You know, I really, you know, the blackface Joker is the villain, but he he's a hero. But right, he, he's a hero, but he's he's a villain in one world though. But he's the hero of another world. You know what I'm saying? As far as the mindset, so you know, and that's another part of the therapy. But um, yeah, yeah, we're getting better and better with the production and 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 having fun with the with. The, it's almost like the document series. The, you know, I'm. I'm. It's a. It's a bio. What do you call a documentary that's done by the person documenting their own? Oh, an life. autobiography, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an auto. Right. It's a film autobiography. A music video audio autobiography. So right. the auto artwork is part of it. The cosplay. You know. Six music videos too. I'm gonna say. Uh, going on uh, on Doc's on Doc's YouTube page or the Nuclear Garden YouTube channel. You know, either channel we got uh they all up there said there's like six music videos we did for the um they want for like he did little Jody, uh, uh you know, there's a bunch of them. There's like there's like I think six of them. General Carter, 
painting. I'm, I'm doing body body painting in general car, reading of one of the characters. Then on black blue apples, black roses video. Uh, that's on. Uh, oh man, I need I to get on my the, YouTube now. As soon as I hang up with you guys. No doubt, I send I send it to you too for uh, I send it to you and stuff, man. But if you so if you need to look out and uh, going on that channel with Doc's uh, Doc's channel, they both up there. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I was going to say, too, speaking of uh, those projects, you got old projects, too. You're talking about you've got a, like a wrestling one you guys did, which I'm a wrestling nerd. And you're talking about, you know, Blackface Joker not being a hero or a villain. It's kind of making me feel like a heel or a face as far as like a wrestling thing, like somebody like a, like a Stone Cold, like somebody who's not really a good guy or a bad guy. Right. You don't know where to where he's coming from until um, you get hit, hit over the head with a, with a chair or something. Right. Oh, <laughs> God. I feel like we actually, did a song called, we actually did a song called AGGIN Wrestling. E, and it was based on the like it's based on looking at the conscious community, quote unquote, and how every time they got into an argument, they always end up calling themselves, you know, in that word. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when I found the unity in the argument. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> like, 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 like wrestling. Like they they agreed to be the characters of wrestle. Everybody's getting hurt, but at the end of the day, they know it's a part of his entertainment. You know, right? Yeah, yeah that wrestling joint. We uh, that, we had fun with that joint, man. The slobber knot warrior was cool, man. That joint is uh, we just wanted to make like a, you know like a whole like a dedication to wrestling. You know, kind of you know, because to me it's like there's there's almost no better. Uh, samples you can get than than somebody just talking shit and a wrestler somebody cutting a promo wrestler cut you know what I'm saying like yeah so if, as far as just for funny samples and sound and stuff that that it it was flow over the music and kind of just vibes up like man we couldn't I mean wrestling we, it was too much but it was it was like we literally ended up we we chopped through ended up getting like a hundred samples something like that I think throughout the whole thing let's say a hundred samples so. It just everybody's everybody's on there from from body pipe uh, all the all the classic shit talkers and all the classic promo cutters is on there. Man. We put everybody on there. Oh man, yeah. Macho, Macho Man's my all time favorite. But I know Ric Flair gets all the props and the rock for being on. <laughs> oh, come on, though, man, Macho. No, you know what, Macho. I don't know if you ever seen him, man. My, my, Macho might have my favorite favorite promo video ever, though. He's got he got one that he did in like two thousand five. When it was like it was after he cut the album and shit, after he did the Being Man Hulk album. Oh God, that album! Yeah, I, I actually played it for the first time recently. I put myself through that torture hearing it, but uh, uh, <laughs> actually reviewed it on this podcast. But yeah, go ahead. What's the promo you're um, talking about? 2005, right? Yeah, I would say it's um, it's like what he did was just it's a little bit he a little bit older. He, he, he's talking to everybody about Hulk. He's talking about Triple H. And, I mean, he just he just dropped some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen, man. It's like it's, he just he just drops jewels, man. He he calls he, he calls um he calls I never heard of this because usually he's on TV, or whatever. But he calls Hulk a fucking punk and shit. Like he's coming he's coming hard, bro. Like he, he go he really goes in. Like he, he, it was like the you know he went. In. So I, that's another one. If you, if you out there listening, man, please look up that Macho Man Modern Days. I gotta, I gotta check that out, man. He, he, you could tell he had a hatred for that dude. Like there was something that went wrong, and he couldn't, he couldn't hold. I made a whole album about that guy. I mean, he wasn't playing yeah, around. Classic wars. Well, apparently, I don't know the whole story, but apparently they heard some some stuff about the with the wife, or he he write it on him back in the day or something. Like he told, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, there was a biography that came out like last year, and from what I remember in it is that. When Elizabeth was on her own, I guess she was hanging with Hogan's wife, and you know yeah. he kind of—I don't—I don't really know the whole thing. I mean, we were—I wasn't there, obviously, but 
there must have been something where he blamed Hogan for like what was happening, even though maybe he wasn't really doing anything other than just being a you know a guy who was married to someone who was friends with his ex or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was some crazy <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> I, I, I always picture, I always picture like like my. Friend. Oh, they hope are you over? Put in a good word for me. He's like, oh, I got you. He hangs up the phone and he starts burying him in for the thing. You know what I mean? Behind his back, like I don't know. Man. Uh-huh. Who knows? Man. Who knows? Hulk, Hulk's Hulk's reputation is a little spotty when it comes to that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hogan definitely lost some cool points at me with uh, the the crap he was doing uh, most recently. But uh, yeah, Macho Man's cream of the crop promo is my all time favorite. So anybody listening, go go type in cream of the crop. But he's holding little coffee creamers. Uh, that one's just classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, oh, the cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Or when he holds a garbage can telling Tito Santana he's nothing but garbage. He's just holding a gun. I think he just went to the break room and would just bring shit out to the promo area and just like, all right, me and Gina would do a promo about a towel. Like, it was just crazy. <laughs> You just go to go to craft services, whatever they had in craft services yeah, bar, man. whatever they were. You know, you know, he's a trip, bro. Man. He was, I mean, if you grew up, I feel like if you grew up, I mean, you know, anywhere in the time we did, though, man, eighties, nineties, watching like wrestling. I mean, come on, man, Macho was on. Ain't nobody as intense as that dude, man. In real life and in wrestling, no doubt I mean, about it. And and you know, you guys, you know, reached out to me. Like I knew this was going to be something I'd be into because you guys are. Obviously, hip hop and, and social issues and everything like that. But then you throw wrestling and comic books. And did I even see? There's even a horror album you guys did as well, like Phantasm, something connected with that. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. We just wanted like so um, for a minute. You know, we was doing uh, we doing always like doing concepts, man. You know, so we did. We we, we was like, fuck, let's just do some holidays. So we did like kind of like a Halloween, like a horror kind of theme joint. And we did a Valentine's Day kind of theme joint, and we did one for the holidays, like one time uh, holidays. You know what I mean? And we did a uh, you know, one for Thanksgiving too, called Fan Matters. So like, we we, we going on. We like creating them vibes. So like, it's kind of fun every year to go back. And I got even as myself. You know, I usually don't bump my own music too too much, but like every once in a while, when these tapes come around, I get to go listen to them around the holiday. When a you know holiday pop up, I'm like, oh man, it's good to go listen to them, them old tapes again. And uh, it's fun, man. But yeah, so the holiday joint is cool. But we we just you know we bug down and just put a bunch of hard, nasty, grimy beats and just. It was like another one with the samples. I love me myself a movie nerd. I'm just a media nerd from way back. So I love uh I love finding old, you know, finding samples and finding little crazy little things I can find. And that's what we did with the horror joint, man. Just threw a bunch of crazy old horror and Halloween kind of vibe and hollow flicks and old old movie flick and old crazy shit. We just find it and just threw it and went nuts, have fun with it, you know. Man, that that's crazy. Yeah, big up to both of you guys and talk about where people could find the album and obviously like you said your YouTube page. You guys have a band camp as well, uh website, all that. Yeah, so the um the project, um the one we just put out, so the full project we did too, um we made it a flash drive, right? So, you know, we was gonna do CDs, vinyl is just being so expensive to put I mean, I would put I would cut vinyl if I could all day, but it's just tough to do nowadays. But um so we was like, you know what, let's try something different, make it a little more accessible. So we put the album and the whole project on a flash drive, and it's a little uh, a USB flash drive, and it's the size of like a credit card. So you can take it and, and you know pass it around super portable. You can fit it in your wallet, whatever person. Um, that's got the album, the books on a digital format. You know, in uh, in both of the books, number uh, number zero, issue number zero, and issue number one, and then um, the documentary two to five in the documentary that uh, that that Doc did about the project. Gives a little background and breaks down some of the uh, a lot of stuff we were talking about today on there, and uh, and it comes with the two books. So the whole package is thirty five dollars. 
and you get the two books, issue number zero and issue number one of the graphic novels, Cosmic Records, whatever you want to know, like to call them. And um, the, the flash drive too together, and it comes in like a a pink pink anti-static, big old pink drug baggie, like you know some old bag of dope style. You know? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's on Bandcamp. Um, that's on uh, nucleargarden.bandcamp.com. If you go there, uh, it's the first thing that pop right up. You see it right there. And uh, hey man, if anybody, you know, it's a limited edition. It's the first one of twenty five, and we so we only did twenty five packages. The first uh, first edition that we just did. So. Anybody, you know, anybody wants to support, man, we'd appreciate it like crazy. And everything that we don't, every every dollar, everything we doing just goes back into making more stuff. And, you know, trying to come up with something else crazy and do the next, you know, complete the next thought, you know. That's awesome. Where can they follow you guys, Doc and, and, and King Who? Where are you guys online and stuff like Instagram, Twitter? People can follow you on there as well. Yeah, Doc, what's on? You want to tell me your Instagram page, Doc? Yeah, uh, okay, so on IG, it's Joker Ninja underscore Doc Tunes. I need to make it simpler, but um, it's J-O-K-A-H, the number nine, J-A-H, and underscore, then lowercase D-O-C-T-O-O-N-Z. Yeah, I'm, I'm over at, uh, we got the group page, which is uh, everything nuclear guard in between the gear, because, you know, we do clothing things, too, so we got the gear and everything we music related, everything art related, everything we're doing, uh, and supporting some of our friends, too, is at our you know, Instagram page at uh, nuclear.garden. It's our uh, Instagram, it's nuclear.garden. And my personal page is, um, is actually, it's kinghu underscore official on Instagram, too. So, um, yeah, you know, I said anybody, you know, wants to build, too, we are... I mean, we always down to collab and build too, man. You know, like we are, uh, even though this one, we, you know, we had, we paint our own little world, doing our own world. We, we always down to building, you know, and, uh, and building, you know, and getting stuck in somebody else's world, let somebody else step in our world and build, man. Like, do something different because, you know, anybody else, one thing I learned is that anybody else, you know, it, it, coming to the table is going to bring something that I can't bring, we can't bring. So they're going to add something to go and make home, the whole new blend and make something else even a little stronger. You know what I mean? Man, that's what's up. No doubt about it. And I did see that there's some live shows, right? You guys did one already and you got a couple coming up. You're doing all. Uh, yeah, so, well, uh, I know Doc, Doc's out of Miami. I don't know if uh, if you'll be able to make it the March 25th. Uh, I'm doing a uh, B-Day show, John Cell. We and John Cell both spinning. We both, uh, you know, spinning cuts. We spinning some uh, joints, and we're going to do some uh, some live live uh, beat making and live DJing on there. And uh, March 25th, it's in Trenton, New Jersey, in uh, the Mill Hill basement. Oh, man. Will that um, be on, online at all, or is it just going to be strictly for those who are in the building? I think, you know, I know some people will be shooting. Um, I don't know if it'll be live, but, you know, I think we, uh, we should be able to get us some live stream going. I definitely, uh, I think we should be able to do that either through IG or uh, if nice. you go to my Instagram, follow the Nuclear Garden Instagram or King Who Instagram. We should be able to live stream that for everybody outside. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a bug. I can't wait for that. That's all. Uh, shout out to my bro, uh, my bro Wade Wilson. He performing. You know, my, my bro Ella Mega, he performing out there, too. Uh, Liz Cisco, her band Megan Niles performing. You know what I mean? Uh, Girl Pilot, she's doing an acoustic set. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun little little Vary style, ill kind of show, man, with a lot of flavors, you know. Man, and one last thing before I let you guys go: any uh, any more videos or anything else coming up? You guys have anything else in the works for this album to uh, help promote it? And uh, like I said, some some more singles or or visuals. No, I was gonna say me and Doc, man, we building. Uh, we actually he's working on it right now. The next uh, we started before the hood instructions, and it's, that'll be almost like a cherry on top. This whole project, it'll be like kind of a uh, you know a bridge between that uh, th- this project and kind of the next thing. You know what I'm saying? It'll be like that. And with me, uh, I think we're gonna drop a single too. You know, uh, drop a single just to go with that. Just again, just like a little, you know, something, uh, 
something to spice it up a little chubby on top of the whole thing. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting here working, looking at what is doing this what instructions now. Um, and just 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 because um, it took so long, it took so long to do this project. A lot we want to record a whole other piece right now. <laughs> you know, no, no. That because my mind is so far gone from the you know um, the, the personal trauma that I was going through personally you know i'm miami now i'm I'm doing things you know yeah um so we this little piece right here is more so after therapy you know and getting people to know that you know this is this is coming for you to um look at it like look at maybe what you can call a time time capsule you know Mm -hmm. this is what happened you know but this is where we are now man That's awesome. And uh, you guys have any future projects coming out? Will we see Blackface Joker again on another album? Or is this a one and done or not sure at the, at the moment? What do you guys yeah, think? Definitely doing more. Yeah. I'm writing next to Blackface Joker all the time. Who got beats? Who got beats? Yeah. That's, that's the beauty, man. Anytime, you know, you get stressed, bro. You know, you used to call the Joker up. Joker just come out. You know what I'm saying? Bug out. Let that shit do. You know what I'm saying? It's an event, yeah. you know what I mean. But, uh, also, um, another thing we doing, we got bubbling. Um, this is I think for the for the for the nerves and for the heads, man, y'all gonna love this. We uh, we should be uh, I'm thinking May. We should have it wrapped up by May. But it's, uh, you know, continuing with our little thing of doing concerts and themes. Uh, we start asking around like, damn, we running out of holidays and shit. More. And then we got to come up with something else. And we came up, we doing like casino vibe, you know. So we, I like trying to put a sound to something doesn't really have a sound that just get defined to it all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, to me, like, it's like, oh, we, we approach, you know what I'm saying? We approach a tape, like, ah, right, what does Thanksgiving sound like? So we was like, ah, right, we had to figure out what the hell does Thanksgiving going to sound like. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, There's you know no what song what for Thanksgiving. What, I don't think it's, I can think of any. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> all so you can like, eat by the fat boys. Sense. That's all I can think of. I don't know. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was our Bible. We didn't, that was the Bible we were studying that. So we had to go by. You know what I'm saying? Fat boy shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know what Thanksgiving sound like when it's a fight at the table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Exactly. That, that's what the, yeah, exactly. So that's what we ended up doing. We was like, all right, well, our version of Thanksgiving is going to be like that Thanksgiving dinner where people was bucking out spads and fighting. And like, so that's what I like. So we got like a crazy uncle, you know, and uh, he's out there to wives and he's out in Utah and they all, they all getting some kind of crazy accident. They die. He gets all their money. So now he's running around the country, going to these casinos, bugging out, you know, calling, getting on the news, Quitting crazy shit, shutting shit down. And then we gotta go get them, and that's that sparks our journey for the casino team. And, and it sound like, uh, you know, the tape itself is like it's real different from the last few. It's real like got a real, uh, I don't know, ill like electronic, but kind of ill. I, I don't know. Closest way I can kind of put it is like what a casino might sound like if we did it. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, man. I'm looking forward to hearing that. That's see, you guys are taking it that that story vibe. You know, there's there's always like a whole like this album. You know, you can't just play like a track or two and get the feel of it. You got to play the whole thing. So it sounds like you guys are on the next level with this uh, this next project coming up. So definitely looking forward to that. Oh yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna go see Batman this weekend. It, it feels like you know I'm in that Joker phase a little bit. I don't think he's even in this one, but. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta see Batman. I forgot that was coming out. It's three hours, <laughs> so yeah, no, buckle, buckle in. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> when you sit down, hey, my, you know what? Actually, I don't know if you are, if you, if you familiar with it, but another Chicago or Illinois native, uh, the Cinema Style man, my boy man, he does a lot of his reviews, man. He uh, he uh, he just said he said it was dope. He, and I usually don't have to review thing or trust people, but he's and my man don't lie, so. 
He said the Batman was dope, uh, the new one. So he yeah, he might not be lying. I heard that it's pretty. The the little bit I've heard so far is that it's it's a little bit more grimier and it's more of like a crime yeah. thriller. So uh, that kind of feels good to me. I mean, uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, it's weird because we've had like how many? I think we've had more Batman movies than any other superhero. And uh, you know, every time they redo it, you always wonder like, ah, what, how's this one to be different? How's this one to be better? And it looks like they might. I'll find out for sure when I see it. But from what I'm hearing, you're right. It, it could be uh, just as good, if not better, than the last, the last, uh, the, the Nolan ones that we just had. So, yeah, we'll see. I, think, I hope so, man. Like like you said, man. It's like it's one of them characters. I feel like. I, I I love so many iterations of it, from the Michael Keaton to the the Batman animated series. Like I grew up with, you know, so much of that that, it, you know, like it is like the the character and the characters been a lot, you know, a lot of series, a lot of iterations. So yeah, I'm a little gun shy with the, you know, trusting it, but this one does seem like it might be super right. Fun. I mean, I can't front the first time I heard it's like the dude from Twilight. I'm like, eh, uh, all right, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> but but think yeah, about but it, guys. I like it, man. When when you heard who's gonna play the Joker and he's like, Oh, it's a dude from Brokeback Mountain, I was like, Oh, okay. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> it's like, well yeah, like, exactly. you could play that. I guess you could play a crazy dude with makeup on. So all right, cool. Let's yeah. go. Hey, mother, yeah, exactly. Motherfucker rip it. So hey, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I know Pat Pattinson, I mean, uh I wasn't too familiar with him, but I've seen him in a few things at Young. I think he he he's he's able to almost seems like the Harry Potter thing where like when I see Daniel Radcliffe and stuff now he's like even though he's only Harry Potter he's he's still good in stuff but I still miss him good in it like you see that was a Kimbo movie Nah I haven't he's he's good in that huh He's pretty good in it, man like you know what I'm saying like so it's almost like to overcome a role so big is like almost impossible you know what I'm saying it's like right. but I think he was able to do it and I think I think it seemed like the Robert Pattinson dude is able to kind of do the same thing it seemed like you know what I mean Yeah give Batman that kind of. Uh that emo dark vibe, I guess, that, that they're doing with this. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I'll let you guys know what I think and see what you guys are up on when you see it as well. But, uh, man, thanks again, both of you dudes, for coming on here. Doc Toons, King Who, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the podcast and letting me know about this project. It's, it's a banger, man, and, and it's more than just music. It's, there's a lot behind it, and I found out even more talking to you guys today. Thank you. We definitely appreciate you. I want to shout out my brother John Settlement once again. He's like I say, he's he's a he's just he did just as much as all of us, you know. So he's uh he just couldn't make it on the show today, but like I said, he's he's just as important as we, he, you know. He's right here with us, man. So uh, I don't want anybody to forget about my man. So John Settlement, without brother. Yeah, salute to him as well. Everybody listen to go check out that album, Legend of the Blackface Joker. Once again, salute to both you dudes, Doc Toons and King Who. And uh, I appreciate your guys' time and uh, definitely looking forward to talking to you guys down the line here and seeing what next projects you guys have coming up. Appreciate it. Well, you the man for I said, someone, you know, putting that spotlight on those, bro. Can't thank you enough, God. Much, much love. Definitely. Yeah. Much love. No, indeed. Likewise, both ways, man. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, bro. Salute, love. Salute. Big, big up to Doc Toons and King Who. That was a blast talking to those guys. And, you know, we you heard at the very end that we were talking about the new Batman movie. Well, I saw it. <laughs> so stay tuned. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But definitely want to keep hyping up this new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker, from Toons and King Who. Definitely go check this out. You can find it on Bandcamp. They got all kinds of different, uh, different merch. And definitely want to support these guys and let you guys know to go check them out at nucleargarden.bandcamp.com. 
check out what they're doing check out their merch check out the album it's a straight heater definitely had a great time playing this album and reading the comic books and just getting that vibe of what they're trying to do here big salute to king who and dr tunes let's play another track from that album this right here is jody we talked a lot about this album and dr tunes went into personal detail about this person and how much she meant to them and how this track came about so let's go ahead and play that song from the new album legend of the blackface joker this is king who dr tunes represent nuclear garden mc the blackface joker this right here is a straight banger this is jody from the new album legend of the blackface joker here on the infinite banter podcast you know jody wore wig she lost all the hair when she went through chemotherapy i thought that cured cancer she said no i said i she said one day she was out of remission i said what's that mean it came back she said i said shit well if you could try a head wrap no one will know when you lose your head she said you're not gonna leave me i said no hmm. The black-faced joker has spoken Standing right here in the now and as I quote him Zero is the first rule, nigga, it's not a joke em. If Joe stands for Jody, y'all niggas don't know me Cause not sound ER, they don't sound the same That's why you talk to me like one of them lames First of all, you ain't gangster. hmm, what the fuck is that? Gangsters don't rap, nigga, period I don't give a fuck who you think you are, Are you serious? You don't sell no goddamn drugs for the record Flash guns in public, partying high Dancing with the bitches in that position You work for the other side Hmm, this is our family code That we all know is true Look at you, take that jewelry act All black niggas, that's a fraud Round of applause, now who's running your show Until you wanna be bitches who love ever make up Now here we go, switch Jody would never call herself bitches I watch this Jody's from Brooklyn by George, Maryland Got this Women never sold drugs, they was a nurse, nigga Women don't talk sex, they went to church, nigga I don't know what we did, our parts are private, nigga Respects the principal class, it's about the arts, nigga Jody didn't cry, that's the time that I came in I can tell a miscarriage, your story, but I'm not complaining Guns of smoke and roll leaves is what we did I never did or sold drugs that I'm proud to admit Jody was 32 I was 20, nothing is funny I never said she ran, she didn't use her for money When I lived with her in Pine Heights in Baltimore where she passed I got abandonment issues under my nigga mask Told me in a dream, quarantine years were puppeteer Y'all niggas want real life stories, well listen here Jody was in the Bronx, didn't like really saying like she's hip hop She was from She's Head Bay, never say kid That's how we say now that the blue apple gets bit How Constellation Crooks plays the price to pay crookless shit She talks about riffs, spoke jazz, Jody he said Biggie Smalls, that's Fat Chris, a soldier on duty who died for all straight fame. Fake Christians in movies play gangster roles, not Jody with a God family over black codes, nigga. Over black codes, nigga. And he acts old, Hey, when you're done listening to this podcast right here, the Infinite Banter Podcast, go check out my guys, my friends over at the Reddit on Wiki Podcast. <sighs> oh my God, John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're you're shaking. You guys, you will not believe what I just read on Wiki. 
Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who, who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too. It's your man in the continental camp from that luxurious and glorious headlines of Legends Edutainment. And when I'm not out in Jersey sitting there, press gouging on these kookamonga masks, rolling a blunt with no hands, doing 180 blindfolded and the 2020 GT53 Benzo, I'm out in Chicago banging that Infinite Banter podcast. What's poppin', Pippin? Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. But before I leave, I promised you I did see the Batman movie, and I do want to talk about it. So anybody who doesn't want to hear a word about it, uh, fast forward <laughs> about five minutes. I don't know. I'll do my best not to spoil it, but I'm definitely going to say some stuff. So I'll give you a couple seconds here. All right, here we go. I first heard that they are making another Batman movie. I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, I don't know if I want one. We've already got 10 of these damn things. I think it's like 10 movies. I don't know how many. A lot. And, you know, it hasn't been that long since the most recent one. So I was thinking to myself, uh, why are we doing another one of these? I don't care. And it's starring the guy from the Twilight movies, who, by the way, I've never seen act. I've never watched anything he's ever done. So I have no idea what his acting status is as far as being good, bad, or indifferent. I have no idea. It's kind of like how I felt when the Joker movie came out. I was like, do we need a Joker movie? How many times have I seen somebody play the Joker? So I wasn't all that pumped for that either. And of course, I was in love with that movie. I was surprised how great it was. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for Best Actor. So obviously they got it right. So this one came out. I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be, you know, a typical Batman movie. What are they going to do differently than they haven't done before? And dude, this this movie is great. (laughs) This movie is so damn good. I... I'm usually not the guy who does the whole, as soon as they see something or hear something, it's the greatest. You you already put that designation on it, but I'm going to be that guy. This is probably the best Batman movie ever made. I said it. I I said it. It is. It's so damn great. You know, a lot of people probably say the Dark Knight is their favorite. Maybe the first Batman with Michael Keaton in it. Those are probably two of the higher ranked ones. I would probably argue those are probably the two best ones. But this one here really felt like a realistic type of movie. I mean, I felt like this could really happen. Everything in this thing felt real. I'm a big fan of the movie Seven. This almost felt like the same thing. Instead of Brad Pitt, it's Batman. And instead of Morgan Freeman, it's Jeffrey Wright who's playing James Gordon. It's just... The Riddler would be the Kevin Spacey character in this. Wow. This movie is just amazing. It looks like they filmed a lot of it in Chicago. It's very clear if you're someone like me who's from Chicago and you see it, you're like, well, I know what that is. I know what that is. So that was pretty cool. But this movie, just right off the bat, <laughs> pun intended, just uh, just w- the way they introduce him, the way he's taking out the villains and the, the street thugs and everything on the train platform, it's just, it's just amazing. And then the Nirvana song kicks in, Something in the Way, one of those tracks on that album, Nevermind, that was, I think it was like the last song on that album. You know, not a big hit or anything, but definitely a song that kind of fits the tone of this movie. You know, and you start off, you see a uh, point of view. At first, you think it might be Batman, but it's somebody looking into a window, seeing a kid. It's on Halloween, which is great, by the way. You see a kid in the window, you know, dressed up in a costume, play fighting with his dad. And his dad ends up being the mayor of Gotham. 
and then you realize it's it's the villain, it's the Riddler who's watching them, and it felt very Michael Myers-esque. It's on Halloween, the person's got a mask on, there's heavy breathing, somebody gets killed on Halloween, you know, you got me, you already got me. You're, you're doing Halloween stuff in a Batman movie, you're doing Seven stuff, I love it. And finally, a Batman movie, by the way, with no origin story. This apparently is the second year of, of Batman's uh, detective slash, you know, crime fighting work. So we don't have to watch another, you know, adaptation of, you know, the mom and dad coming out of the play. And here comes some, you know, in the alley, you know, the pearls and all that. We don't have to see any of that. They finally didn't do that. I didn't need like the 10th version of that. Thank God. But yeah, this felt like seven. It felt like Zodiac. If you remember that movie, Zodiac was great. When I first saw Zodiac with Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal, I was thinking to myself, because at the time, that's right around when Iron Man was announced and Robert Downey Jr. was announced to be playing. And I'm thinking like, well, he's great in Zodiac. He plays a, a drunk intelligent weirdo they'd be perfect <laughs> as tony stark so this is a uh, definitely feels a lot like those movies because basically the riddler is essentially like a i guess you call him a serial killer but played by paul dano by the way who is just amazing in this you don't really see him until the very end but his scene in the in the jail cell when he's talking to batman when they got the little one in one time he really goes off and that's when he gets really scary and you know i'm a big fan of there will be blood paul dano was great in that but yeah it's just such a great movie it's great cast you had zoe kravitz who i guess is another one from marvel dc now she was in the x-men first class movie now she's in dc it's a couple actors have done that ben affleck was in daredevil and he was in that batman uh for superman stuff and uh Idris Elba has done a you know a Marvel and a DC movie. I'm sure there's some others I can't think of off the top of my head. Anybody who knows some more, let me know. But the the casting, I didn't even know about this until the movie was over. I had no idea that Colin Farrell was playing Penguin. I just thought it was like some fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> some fat mob looking guy it's great man i had no idea that was him oh there's another one he was in daredevil he played bullseye and he's in this so there's a there's a connection there as well but it's great i mean the music is is so great i hope they win an oscar for this score a lot of like heavy piano and dark tones apparently in gotham it rains all the time i think there was one moment where there was sun coming out towards the end of the movie i'm sure that was on purpose to make everybody feel like you know that batman had finally gotten over the sun was coming out but I really like the emo take on Bruce Wayne. Robert Pattinson did a really good job with that. He had that kind of, uh, I kind of felt like he would do that too. Like that kind of emo vibe, uh, Gen X, you know, kind of mad at the world, rich but not thrilled about it kind of feel. <laughs> it's it's really great. I, I don't want to say too much because I, I really feel like you guys should go see this. But the only complaint I can make is that it's three damn hours long. It was hard. <laughs> you got to go pee. You know, you're going to be sitting for a while. So definitely go to the bathroom. Go sit down because you're not getting up. It's three hours. I mean, it's it's not like two hours and 40 minutes. And no, it's a legit three hours. You ain't going anywhere. But I really liked it. I definitely urge everybody to go check it out. As I said, I'm pretty sure it's the best Batman movie ever made. I'm having a hard time thinking if any of these other ones are better. The thing with The Dark Knight was, as good as it was, it felt pretentious at times and kind of heavy-handed, where this one didn't feel like that. It wasn't preachy. It wasn't trying to make you feel like, you know, that they were doing something more than what it was. It was just, here's some guy doing bad stuff. They're trying to catch him. They're trying to find him. It's more of a crime thriller detective, like I said, like Seven, like Zodiac. And that's up my alley. I'd rather see stuff like that. So I don't want to give away too much more than that. I, I feel that's pretty vague, but it definitely gets my endorsement easily, easily way reached expectations and then some and as i said it's probably my favorite batman movie i've ever seen time will tell if it really stands that that top spot that i'm giving it already but i gotta watch it a second and third time but i'm pretty sure when i do that it's just gonna solidify its status now we'll see if they make another one of these 
They did hint at the Joker at the end. We'll see if there's another movie in the works from the same crew that made this one. But by and large, if you haven't seen it, definitely go spend the money. Go sit in the theater for three hours and watch this awesome, awesome version of the Batman. This is great. That's all I got to say. It's just it's just so damn good. And by the way, The Walking Dead is back. And three episodes in, I'm bored. There's <laughs> just no damn zombies in this thing. <laughs> I need I need zombies. Please put them... Put the crew back in the the trees and the the, the forest and in the bad areas, and I don't want to see them showered and enjoying ice cream. Put put them back outside where they're fighting instead of the, being in the Commonwealth. <laughs> Walking Dead has gone soft. <laughs> All right, that is it for the Infinite Banter podcast. Once again, thanks to my guests, Dr. Toons and King Who, talking about their new album, Legend of the Black Face Joker. Can't thank them enough. Go check them out on Bandcamp. That is nucleargarden.bandcamp.com. And as I said, go check out the Batman movie. Holy shit, is this thing great. That's all I got to say. It's just damn good. A dark crime thriller, and that's what I needed in my life, apparently. It, very much like the Joker. Same kind of feel. Had that vibe to it. Just gritty, grimy. I'm not 12. I don't want to watch, you know, Penguin in a Purple Suit. Going, bah, 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 bah. I don't need to see that. Nobody wants to see the Riddler in green leotard with a purple question mark on him. I don't want to see that anymore. If you want to see that, you know, go watch a cartoon, go read a comic book. I want, I like this. I want this. This felt like this could really happen. So salute to Dr. Toons and King Who with their new album, Legend of the Blackface Joker. Had a blast talking to those guys. Follow the show on all streaming platforms. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, watch clips, past guests and things like that. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Check out the Spotify playlist. Follow the show on all social media platforms at Infinite Banter Podcast. All right, that's it for me. Big up to King Who, Dr. Toons, Legend of the Blackface Joker. Go find it. Don't sleep until I do another one of these. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Being on the Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.